Hello, guys, and thank you for listening or watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where I talk about living a life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. God is not a man. He is not a man. He is not a man that he should lie. So today's topic, and today God wants me to share a dream that I had regarding the wealth transfer. Um, I had this dream, I want to say, about two weeks ago, maybe, some somewhere around like that. Um, and I'm going to share my dream, but first he wanted me to point out a few things before I began to share the dream about the wealth transfer. He wanted me to point out, the first thing he wanted me to point out was that he is not a man. And I say that and it seems like the most simplest thing, right? But we got to know that God is not a man. And he began to speak to me through the scriptures of Numbers 23 and 19 that reads, God is not a man that he, sh he would lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind, which is repent. Has he said it and he, will he not do it? Or has he spoken and he, will he not make it good? I'm going to read that again. God is not a man that he would lie, nor son of man, that he would change his mind, which is repent in another version. Has he said, and he will not do it? Or has he spoken and he will not make it good? Guys, regarding this wealth transfer, God wanted me to point out to you and to myself, because the word comes to me first, that if he has spoken something, will he not make that thing good? I'm saying all of this to say that there is so much confusion in the body of Christ regarding the wealth transfer. Confusion comes by way of the enemy. It doesn't come by way of God. God is not the author of confusion. He's not in none of that. None of it. But today he's wanting me to let you guys know that he's not slacking any promises that he has shown us, that he is going to bless us with. I think enough words has been spoken, or a lot of words, I should say, have been spoken regarding, um, you know, the intentions and the integrity, the spiritual integrity that goes with, with the wealth transfer, right? The kingdom first, seek ye first, right? We know that. But I think the flip side to this coin is the confusion comes in when we look at God on a level as if God is on our level, as if he is a man that he would have so much confusion and so much discord and so much, um, uh, you know, the back and forth, the toss to and fro, you know, regarding the wealth transfer, right? And in some cases, some people have made the wealth transfer an idol. And God is exposing the hearts of many people, many people. And what that does is it causes you to speak presumptuously. It causes you to speak uh, things that he's not saying when you set up an idol and you're excited about something, right? And you're emotionally tied to it. And God wants us to stay focused and fixed and locked and engaged on him. But I'm saying all of this to say that God is not a man that he should lie. So all of the confusion and the going back and forth and... Um, you know, regarding the wealth transfer, what it means to some, what it means to others. There's only one truth. I say this all the time. We have our opinions about things, but there's only one truth. And God, the Holy Spirit is the truth. He is the spirit of truth. 
So therefore, if the spirit of truth is speaking, then therefore the body should be in unison. Although we prophesy in part, we shall all be in step and sync and in rhythm with the Holy Ghost, right? With the Holy Spirit. We shall all be in sync. Even though that one person may say one thing and another person says another, it still marries together and it's an agreement. Because the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God are in constant agreement. So there is no division. There is no confusion when it comes to the things of God. So we have to be very careful that we don't put God on a platform of man, meaning we think that he changes his mind. He's tossed to and fro. Oh, he said that wealth transfer was going to be this day, but no, he changed his mind. He's going to push it back to this day. And then we play in the hokey pokey with Jesus. That is not the character or the, the who God is, who God the Father is. There's divine order in the kingdom of God. There is not confusion. In the kingdom of God, <laughs> there's not confusion when angels are on assignment. Nothing that has to do with the kingdom of heaven is in a disarray. Everything is to be done in divine order and in decency according to the word of God. So when we hear things like, oh, he changed his mind or he pushed his back or he's being, it's being held up or they, uh, they didn't do this right. So he's waiting on this person. That sounds like one of us, right? God don't get down like that. He don't operate like that. And the thing about it is he told me, he said, daughter, go higher, go higher. When you think I'm saying something, or if you're trying to interpret what I'm saying about something, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways and thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So when you are trying to interpret and you're trying to discern what the spirit of the Lord is saying, you have to go beyond human reasoning, right? You have to remove sometimes human reasoning out the way. Because sometimes you can't even conceive or even interpret or discern what God is saying because of the logic and the reason. And we tend to put God in the box and think of God as Jesus as being literally one of us. God in all his infinite wisdom, oh my goodness, this is the creator of heaven and earth. This is the alpha omega, the beginning and the end. So a lot of times we can misinterpret what God is trying to say. And I did a teaching on that about what the three, three reasons why, the top three reasons why prophecies fail. And you should go back and look at that and look at the other four or five before that, because God is still speaking about this wealth transfer. He's speaking loud and clear, but he wanted me to point out about the wealth transfer dream that first of all, I'm not a man that I should lie. I'm not a man that I should repent or change my mind. And, and, and if he said it, will he not bring it to pass? So all of this moving him back and forth like a game of checkers or chess, that's not God. <laughs> God ain't nowhere in that. Because the thing about God is, he told me, he said, he knows the end from the beginning. So a lot of times when God is giving you a thing or he's showing you a thing about a particular person or he's showing you a thing about a particular thing he wants to do in your life, he's showing you your end before he shows you the beginning of the process that it's going to take for you to get to where you're going. So you have to start having the mind of Christ and putting on the armor of God, right? To quench the fiery darts because the fiery darts that are coming is the fiery darts of confusion, the fiery darts of discord, the fiery darts of, 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 of disruption, the fiery darts of trying to infiltrate the kingdom of God and make God look like a bozo to the, to the world. That is exactly what's happening. The perception that people have of God is a God 
right now in the as it relates to the wealth transfer is is people are all over the place. There's no unity. There's no sync. There's no rhythm with heaven. And God is not a man. Quit looking at God like he's a man or treating treating him like he's something that is just a, a, a running a meal, just another person. He's not. So he's not the author of confusion. The other thing he wanted me to highlight is three things. The second thing is he's not the author of confusion, which I just mentioned. And the book, uh, I'm going to go into 1 Corinthians 4 and 33. 14 and 33, it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. I'm going to say it again. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, and as in all the churches of the saints. So what is he saying? So you have to look at it like this. If God is showing you that he's moving it backwards, right, that he's delaying it or which he's not. <laughs> God knows when things are going to take place before the foundations of the world, things were set in place. So God is not all over the place as we, we would try to make him. The, and the thing about it is he showed me it's because people don't like to be wrong. People don't like to not understand what's happening. So just because we don't understand something, we tend to reject the truth and we tend to try to make it fit our narrative. We try to make God fit into our thought process when clearly he says his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. According to Isaiah 55 and 8, he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So we have to come up to an elevated level when we're dealing and trying to discern the things of the spirit. Because the fleshly things cannot discern things of the spirit. So the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, right? It's not about a delay. So when we think God is showing us that he is moving things back or he is uh, changing his mind about something, <laughs> that is not the case. Why? Because it's already been predestined. It's already ordained in the heavens. These things are already taking place before the foundations of the world. Every day of your life was written in his book before one day came to be. For he needed you together in your mother's womb. See, we have to go back that way with it. And the reason why I say this is because when we think God is telling us he's delaying, what God is really doing is showing you the end from the beginning. He's not delaying anything. He's not slacking any promises. If he not said it, will he not make it good? The word does not return void, right? The timing of God, right, is sure. And even though the enemy tries to get in and disrupt the timing and the seasons of God, the end of a thing is what God is showing you. He's showing you the end result of a thing. How, what it's going to take for you to get there, that's a whole different situation. But he's showing you the end from the beginning. And that would help you a whole lot to understand how God deals with us. If you notice prophetic words that come forth, it shows you the end. A lot of these dreams and visions that people are having and they think Jesus is coming tomorrow and all that kind of stuff. They're seeing it. God is showing it to them. But God is showing them the end from the beginning, right? So how do we align with the present? How do we align with what God is doing if he's showing us the end? So 
First of all, we align by first of all knowing that God is not the author of confusion. Everybody have their own ideas, but it's only one truth. It's only one truth. The wealth transfer is a God-ordained thing. It will happen in God's timing, right? And then the third thing um, that God showed me was he created the heavens and earth. I know we know this, right? But this is what he said to me. He created the heavens and the earth, all the animals, the species, the valleys, the mountains, the rain, the snow, the galaxies, the hills. He is the creator of all, right? The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, to everything there's a time and season, right? The Bible also says in the book of Habakkuk 2 and 3, it says, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. An appointed time. There's always been an appointed time. There's never been anything pushed back or moved or, or changed or God is all over the place. He don't know what's going on. He's schizophrenic. That's not God. None of that is God. The revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks in a, it speaks of the end. Hear me. And I will and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. I'm going to say that again. Hubaku 2 and verse 3. For the revelation or the vision in another translation awaits an appointed time to everything there's a time and season. Ecclesiastes 3. It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. Though it lingers, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. So we try to change the mind of God by putting dates, false dates on things by perceiving him from a fleshly place and not from an elevated spiritual level that we should be operating from. We're seated in heavenly places. We're called to come up higher when it comes, comes time to discern the things of the spirit it can only be discerned by the spirit. So when you have different dates and people saying false words and either intentionally or unintentionally, that is confusion. And to people that are not saved and people that are have not come to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, or they may say, this is why I don't have nothing to do with the church, because we're all over the place, all over the place. Why? Because we want things to happen within our time, because it's an, it, it is an idol in our heart that we want to see come to pass at the time we want to see it. But I'm here to tell you, if you haven't seen by now, we're in January. God don't flow with us. We flow with him. And I say this time and time again. We move into things on his time clock. He don't, he don't flow like that. We answer to him. He don't answer to us. So because you think you threw out a date, he's going to make it happen because you threw out a date. No, he's going to make you be exposed and be the liar that you are. And to repent and come into the knowledge of the truth. So I'm saying all of this to say, guys, to the world, this looks really off. And it looks off to the people that want to know Jesus and want to be a part of uh, the kingdom of God. But they see so many lies and so many false words and so many things of deception because of the things we have built up and the things we want. Because we have made things an idol rather than putting Jesus on the you know pedestal where he belonged and lifting him up. He said, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. And because he hasn't been lifted up, he can't draw people to him. Because we're lifting up our desires. We're lifting up our wants, our needs, and our idols in our hearts. I didn't mean to go there, but I said, Holy Spirit, however you want to move it, move it. 
Because see, the thing about it is, it's time that we come in sync with the Holy Spirit. It's time that we walk in unison and rhythm with the kingdom of God, not with our own things, not with our own purpose and agendas. Because I can tell you one thing, you can run ahead of God, you can try to push it faster, and it's not going to work. <laughs> it's going to be in his divine timing and his, like the Bible says, an appointed time, according to Habakkuk 2 and 3. The revelation awaits an appointed time. So just know that, guys. Now, here's the dream. I had a dream about two weeks ago about this is about the wealth transfer. And I know it was about the wealth transfer. And I know that God wanted, I didn't know if he wanted me to share it at first. So I waited and kind of just kind of wanted to get confirmation, right? Because every dream that we have is not for us to share. It's, it's, it's an instruction for us, right? But because of the way the dream went and I was helping other people, I knew that God wanted me to share, but I still needed some time to get some confirmation, right? So I was in um, this place. I have no idea where I was, um, but I knew that the wealth transfer was literally days away. Literally. When I say days away, I'm talking about days away. And so in the dream, there was a lock. My cryptocurrency was behind um, this door. It was behind this door. And so it was a group of people, and I know it was a demonic realm. It was a group of people that was trying to steal my cryptocurrency. And so I knew that they were trying to take my cryptocurrency at the value that it was currently at, which was low. And I knew in a few days that this value would actually go up and I would be a millionaire. I knew it. In the dream, I just knew all of that. I said, they're trying to take my cryptocurrency at the value it is now because they know in a few days it's about to, uh, you know, flip and it's about to go the other way and I'm and it's going to be valued at more than what it is. So I saw my hand in a dream touching the lock, the door and locking my cryptocurrency. I locked it. So after I locked my cryptocurrency, they left me alone. They then went to someone else. So they went to someone else. And so the person, the other person who they went to to steal their cryptocurrency, that individual was actually um, not paying attention, not paying attention. And so I quickly ran to that door where that cryptocurrency was and I locked the door for that individual and they couldn't get that cryptocurrency. And literally in the dream, the days came and gone and the cryptocurrency skyrocketed, went up. I didn't see any screams or anything like that. I just know that it actually, what I, what I was thinking in the dream, it happened. It went up and we were wealthy and they were unable to get my cryptocurrency and also, but I can see in the dream, me locking my door and I can see me feeling for the lock for the other individual. So, it's kind of plain, you know, God is clearly saying that share the, share the word, right? Share this information. And God is saying that do not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. There are going to be people, listen to me, that get, the, that get the wealth. But because they are deceived, 
by false doctrines, by false words. They're going to be sowing that cryptocurrency into the kingdom of darkness. Why? Because they have not heeded the word of the Lord and the voice of the Lord. They have not heeded the word. They are wrapped up in emotions. They are wrapped up in ministries. They are wrapped up in demonic doctrines that are taught by demons. And because of that, because of that, they are going to have an inheritance and, and be manipulated and swindled out of their inheritance if they do not come into the knowledge of the truth. The truth is, if God is showing you something, do not be deceived. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit, guys. If the tree is not bearing the fruit of what the Bible says, it's not God. I don't care what title they have. I don't care what is going on. I don't care how many followers they have. It has to be in alignment with the kingdom of God. And many are going to be deceived because they refuse to live, listen and they dig in their heels because they are emotionally wrapped up in people. And they refuse to see the error of their way and the idols in their hearts. So today, if you hear his voice, please don't harden your heart. God says, blessed are those that are not offended because of him. Come into the knowledge of the truth. Ask God, who am I to sow into? Who am I not to sow into? You hear nothing, you do nothing. Don't let emotions manipulate you out of your inheritance. That is the word of the Lord. That is it. That is all. Be led by the spirit and not by the flesh. God loves you. He just loves you guys. And I can't say this enough that you've got to be led by the spirit of the Lord and not by obligation. Obligation will have you to miss God. Please go and listen to my teaching on the wealth and what the Bible says about tithe and the wealth. I did a part one and a part two. It's powerful. And many, because they are so caught up, <laughs> they're going to be deceived because they refuse to look at God and look at truth for what it is because we want to like people so much and we want to be in the know and in the click. But I'm here to tell you that the, garrow, the, the, garrow, <laughs> the gate is narrow. The path is narrow for the kingdom of God. But why is it, why does the destruction that leads to hell? So that means the majority is going in the same direction, but only very few find it, that narrow path. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Have a blessed day. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. I will see you guys in the next video. Bye, loves.